Hi guys, welcome to Views from Behind the Barriers, the podcast. This is kind of to make up for yesterday when uh, we had a bit of trouble recording in the morning and then you ended up with me on my own, which wasn't exactly wonderful, but it wasn't exactly bad. So uh, me and Barry are going to make up for it now and do do a small one and talk about a few different subjects. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this as much as you would have probably enjoyed the one we did yesterday. And hopefully we'll try and get the stories that we told yesterday on today's. So, as usual, Barry's on the phone. Hi, Barry. Hello, Tom. Uh, how are you? I am marvellous. I'm currently sat staring at a blank TV with nothing on it. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, <laughs> and now I'm on the phone with you. Well, to be fair, so I've got a blank TV as well, but I've also got a tablet, so... Well, actually, I've got a movie, I've got a pause bit. Oh, right. So now I've just got to, I've got to sit and watch this frame for, like, however long it takes. So, oh. Well, <laughs> if you've seen the film before, you could put it on silent and watch it. No, 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 I can't watch it on silent. I know, it's funny. I mean, I've seen it before. I'd I, I quite like to have sound with the picture. Oh, well, aren't you fussy? Anyway, we're here to talk wrestling, not what we're watching on the TV. Which, oh, okay, well, you know. So, um, I texted you this morning. Uh, I had a bit of a late one last night. I stayed up to watch the Green Bay Packers. But I was up by 8 o'clock because my body clock shot. But um, uh, a friend sent me a link about uh, WrestleMania 34 in 2018. Uh, that it might be in New Orleans. Now, me and you have discussed going in 2018. Um, yeah. And when I originally discussed it with you, uh, I think the options were Philadelphia, New York, or Minnesota. So how do you feel about it maybe being in New Orleans? I mean, it's only been four years since WrestleMania 30 was held there. Do you think it's a good idea to go back there so early, or what? What? How do you feel about it? Uh, well, I, I think uh, as far as going there, I mean, that sounds like pretty exciting and all that, but. It's kind of like they're running out of places to go. So that's that's what it seems like. Uh, like New Orleans, oh, we, we fancy having another one, so they put in a bid for it, and they're like, well, we've got nowhere else to go. So it, it just seems a bit odd they're going back there so soon. It's not a problem that they're going back there. It's just four years after they went there for WrestleMania 30, and they were already back there for 34. No, I agree. I mean... Um... I thought they might go to Minnesota personally because uh, the Minnesota Vikings have just opened their new stadium, US Bank Stadium, and it's really nice. And I thought they might go there to make use of the modern facilities, and it's somewhere different. Um, quite hard to get to travel-wise, but I mean, if, if you wouldn't be a reason why they don't go there then. Well, I mean, it's. It's not an easy one. I mean, New Orleans is only a quick trip to Atlanta and a quick flight down from there. So, but well, they've got to take all that into account. You know, when they when they decide where they want to go, like if Minnesota is really difficult to, to for people to travel to, yeah, you know, it's a little bit too far out of the way, and then they're not going to do probably going to do great business. So it makes sense to go to a place where it's easy to get to. And where they've had success before, I suppose. I mean, WrestleMania 30, though, was number 30. So, I mean, do you think it will have the same level of uh, attendance? I mean, I, th- yeah, I... Yeah, I don't think they'll have an issue of selling it out. I, th- I think that's really... I think WrestleMania just... They fill 
regardless of, of really how well they're doing the rest of the year, it sort of sells out anyway, just because it's WrestleMania. I suppose so. Sorry, excuse me. It just tends to uh, the name sort of sells itself, really. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it, I I don't think they need to really put a name on the banner as such. Like, you know, they don't need to put out a match like they did a few years back with The Rock and Cena to try and sell tickets. Oh, yeah, the once in a lifetime that happened twice. Well, that's WWE for you. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they do that with loads of things. I mean, we could sit here for an hour and do all that with them, but they don't expect people to have a long memory when it comes to uh, WWE history. So, yeah, even then, that's the short-term memory, isn't it? Because normally they'll always rehash storylines, but they've never done it like within a year of each other. <laughs> no, well, never mind. Yeah, they make well. money off of it, so. Well, at the end of the day, that's that's all they're about in it. So I mean, it's. But um, I I would I was really hoping that I mean it still might change between now and when they announce it at WrestleMania 33. I was rather hoping for New York. Um, because I don't know, just something about New York. I love going there. It's there's lots to do, and uh, I just think it'd be well, something different. Again, they weren't. They it wasn't. They were at New York for WrestleMania 29, so it's kind of like they're, they're sticking with the East Coast at the minute, I think. Wasn't WrestleMania 31 in Levi Stadium in San Francisco? Yeah, but that's like, I think that's like the exception. Like, I'm not sure. New Orleans is obviously Southern, but it's still towards, more towards the East Coast, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, they went to, they went to California, but if you look at all the ones around it uh, WrestleMania 28 was in Miami then they went to New York then they went to New Orleans then they went to California but then they came back they went to Texas obviously that's southern yeah um, that's more of a Central America thing so yeah do you think it's because they have such high production values that like it's really hard for them to get all their stuff to these places so the closer it is to where their stuff is stored the easier yeah yeah probably don't forget they all travel around in the trucks and stuff like that don't they because they've kind of taken into account the arenas where they're going to have the shows the week before and then obviously the week after it's got all, all got to be within uh, travel distance really that's fair enough I mean um I think when I go over for Mania and all that this year, um, I think the week before they're in Virginia for Raw. I'm not 100%, but I think that's what it is. And then they're all coming down to Orlando for WrestleMania week. So, I mean, that, that, that's that got to be right, a right pain in the rear end to get all that down south and everything. I think it's just a case of... Uh, like I think when, you, when we get to next year, no one's really going to be moaning about it, the fact it's in New Orleans again, it's just, I think it's just more the fact of so soon after they've been there, yeah it was a success but you've got other parts of the country that they want to host a Wrestlemania and you've got people in those parts of the country that want to sort of, that want to go to it um, I, I guess it's kind of like why do they get to have two Wrestlemanias so close to each other That's fair enough, I mean I think they, uh they try and pimp WrestleMania out like they do the Super Bowl now, where like towns bid for it, and yeah. um, 
whoever comes up with the highest bid and all the rest of it sort of gets it. So I kind I kind of see why they're going back to New Orleans. I mean, you've got all the the stuff that goes with New Orleans, like Bourbon Street and all the rest of it. So I mean, I'm not too fussed. I mean, it would have been nice if they did it in Vegas, and then we could have done both things at the same time. But yeah, Vegas would have been good. Um, they, they've got recently a new building, so. Yeah, it is a case of uh, you know, goes to the highest bidder, um, but it is a little bit. You don't want it to see because obviously this year they are back at. Uh, is it the Citrus Bowl? It's actually called the Camping World Stadium now. Oh, okay, but yeah, but it was the same place. Yeah. Back there, but that was eight years ago, so that was like, you know, it's not like they've never been to the same arena twice before. I mean, they were going to Madison Square Garden for loads of occasions, like you know. Madison Square Garden, what, how many times? Three times? Um, uh, which is funny, because they haven't been there since WrestleMania 20, but... Well, I know, because they, they, they couldn't have done it for WrestleMania 30, really, just because they made a vow. I know, I remember hearing an interview, I can't remember who with, um, but I remember it sort of said, like, they said that Vince McMahon said that they did WrestleMania 20 in New, uh, Madison Square Garden, and then they did 21 in, in uh, Los Angeles and in 22 in Chicago. Because those were the sites of the first three WrestleManias. Yeah. Not the exact same arenas, uh, but the same towns. And then I, they thought after that, they said, right, we're going to go back to the stadiums. So now they've done stadiums over here. They can't realistically go back to Madison Square Garden because it's too much of a downgrade. Do you think that's why they ran... Giant Stadium, sorry, MetLife Stadium, because they can't go back to MSG. Yeah, so to get New Orleans was WrestleMania 30. That was the 30th anniversary. Yeah, but when they ran New York for WrestleMania, that might have been why. Yeah, that might have been why they did that, just to sort of make up for the fact that they're not going to be going to Madison Square Garden for WrestleMania 30. Because they ran, I think they ran. Did they run Madison Square Garden the night after WrestleMania 29? I can't remember. I don't think they did. No, I didn't they run... Um, I may be wrong on this, but didn't they run the Barclays Centre? Oh, I think they might have done, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's quite handy. The Bar- the Barclays Centre is quite a, a, a new arena, and it's, and it's you know, it's quite nice. So I think they probably run there than running MSG, because MSG... It's quite small now compared to all the other arenas that are popping up over there, so... Um, yeah, it's fair enough. But um, I mean, what's going to be interesting though about WrestleMania 34? Although I don't think they have, they don't have numbers anymore. No, that's true. <laughs> you know, when they get to WrestleMania 30, you know, they don't have numbers anymore. Um, yeah, I don't understand that, but yeah. Uh, Vince Man doesn't make it think. I've heard that Vince Man thinks it makes it sound old. I think well, it is quite old, but it's still the dirty third. But if you if you were someone that was getting into wrestling and you got into WWE say and you wanted to see what the history of WrestleMania is and you went back to look at number one, you're gonna know it's old. <laughs> it just you know, it's you're gonna look back and see Hogan and Orndorf v Mr. T and Roddy Piper in the main event in a smoky Madison Square Gardens and WrestleMania 2 was broadcast from New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. And if you look at the footage from that, it looks like 
wow, it looks like a smoking bingo hall. You know what I mean? It's so everyone knows uh, it's old. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've never actually watched them WrestleManias actually, to be honest. Have you not? I've not. No. Oh. I've, I've seen all the clips of them. It just doesn't look good. It, it really looks like they're in a uh, yeah, like a smoky room. It doesn't look like it's in a big arena, does it? Of all the clips that you've seen. I, I've actually watched them, so uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely different. But I mean, uh, I think, uh, as with everything, things evolve, things look different. So. Well, well, speaking of evolving, I suppose, if you go, you know, like we're talking about Oh, definitely. I mean, um, with Daniel Bryan wrestling the opening in the main event of the last WrestleMania held there, and now he's the GM of SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, that being just one difference alone. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, if it is in New Orleans, that's fine by me. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they announce. Well, from what from what what I've gauged and seen and heard, um, isn't it going to be Shaquille O'Neal Shaquille O'Neal v the Big Show? We gonna say Shakira. Oh, Shakira that'd be nice. The Big Show. Um, that. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Shaquille O'Neal versus Big Show. That's all I, I know about. That's going to be his retirement match, really, isn't it? Well, I've uh, have you seen a picture of the Big Show lately? He uh, he's lost he's a well. lot of weight, which I think is really good. Um, yeah, he's really going for it for his for his last match. I mean, he's not really been on TV for a while, has he? So. No, I don't think he's been on since they had the brown split, have they? I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a case of he's gone away. He's, I don't think he's been injured or anything. Like that. I think it's just he's, essentially he's already retired. I couldn't even tell you what uh, show he's supposed to be on because he's probably not appeared since the brown split. No, I don't. I don't think I've actually seen him since. I think he does the odd house show here and there. Maybe just to keep a bit of ring rust off, I suppose. Um, but overall, I don't think he's on a on a brand. I think he's literally he's gone away. He's going into to great shape just for his last match. Um, I don't know why he needs to be in such good shape for a match against Shaquille O'Neal because he's not a wrestler. <laughs> wow, well, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're not like you're gonna have a great retirement match, but he, I think he's got himself into great shape for it. So, you know, credit to him for doing it. But um, um which this is actually a good segue because I wanted to talk about this. What other matches do you think we're gonna see at this year's Mania? I mean, there's rumours of Undertaker wrestling anyone from Shane McMahon, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, John oh, Cena. Fuck. Well, you've 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 watched WWE. You know what they're like. Oh, no, I'm not saying the match was was bad. It was pretty good actually for what it was. But the fact that Shaman Man took 
Undertaker to a 30 minute match in Hell in a Cell without any outside help fucking makes Undertaker look weak yeah it didn't make Shane Van look good it just made Undertaker look really fucking past it because he couldn't beat Shane McMahon in, within 30 minutes well to be fair um, after the match, uh, there were certain pictures of The Undertaker floating around the internet of him on a cane. And I don't mean his brother, I mean a, a wooden cane. <laughs> Leading on cane. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, we all, we all get it, but, you know, I don't kayfabe is dead, but the only one that sort of maintains it is The Undertaker. Indeed. But, so, at the same time, who would you like to see The Undertaker against? Uh, either John Cena, because that's never happened at WrestleMania, or AJ Styles. But if it was going to be AJ Styles, I think AJ Styles would need to drop the title because you can't have a match against The Undertaker at WrestleMania because you know, I feel that even though he has, even though the streak has been beaten, he's not lost another match since then. So if he were to get if he were to go in a match, a title match against AJ Styles, he'd have to win. Would but the, sorry, go. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but like, w- would this be a good stipulation? AJ Styles' world title be the Undertaker's career. Um, yeah, it, it would be, even though it's kind of been done quite a few times already, Mania, which isn't, doesn't mean I can't do it again. Um. I don't know, I kind of just feel like when WrestleMania, when Undertaker's ready to retire, I think he would make an announcement rather than sort of go down that route. Well, no, it's just the way that Shawn Michaels went. He went out with, like, and uh, if he lost to The Undertaker, he'd retire sort of thing, so... Yeah, but don't forget, Triple H already had that stipulation against Brock Lesnar as well at WrestleMania 29. Yeah, I suppose then Ric Flair lost to Shawn Michaels, didn't he? So, uh, it's no, been done a fair few times at WrestleMania. Um, it's not so they can't do it again, but I just kind of feel with The Undertaker, I think that if he, when he's going to retire, I, I can imagine he would make an announcement rather than they, they would do like a big farewell tour like they did with Ric Flair. But he would stay retired. Oh, I definitely think once he's gone, he's gone. He might yeah, come but, back and do the odd appearance or something, but I don't I, think... Yeah. I think he'll go down the route of Shawn Michaels. You know, Shawn Michaels retired seven years ago now, and he's not wrestled again since then. He's made appearances. He's hit a few people with speech and music, but he's never actually wrestled another match. So, you know, once the Undertaker's done, he's done. He's, he's not going to come back for a match. He'll make an appearance every now and then. Uh, he might then break character, but I don't know. Well, that's what I said. I mean, like, he's probably going to do... I mean, Austin. We haven't seen Austin for ages. Once he was retired, he was pretty much done and dusted. I mean, he pops well, up. He, and... he, he, he retired for medical reasons, didn't he? He, 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 did. he didn't retire through choice. I mean, he didn't even, he didn't even announce his retirement. He just sort of, he, he just retired. Uh, it's a shame, but I was there for his Hall of Fame induction, so I'm all good. Um, <laughs> I think it was a while ago, though. It was seven uh, years ago. Well, it was eight years ago now, because we're in a... Eight years ago. No, no, seven years ago. No, seven, yeah, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, somewhere around there. I still think it's 2016. Yeah, it takes a while to adjust. Um, yeah. So, with with uh, keeping on the same thing, Goldberg is in the Royal Rumble. 
after only coming back for one match with Brock Lesnar, he's now in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, can you see him at Mania? And if so, who would you put him against? I mean, in my in my head, I would put him against uh, John Cena. I don't see Goldberg winning at the Royal Rumble, and I don't see Brock Lesnar winning at the Royal Rumble. I believe I I see them taking each other out, and yeah. then I'll have another rematch at WrestleMania. Okay. Um, that's sort of where I see because I don't think Goldberg's coming back on a permanent basis. He's just coming for a short run, and then he'll disappear again. So I kind of see with the way it went at Survivor Series, to me it kind of pointed. They're making a rivalry between him and Brock Lesnar, so I think it's going to go to WrestleMania. I think you'll see Lesnar and Goldberg have a match. But if Lesnar Lesnar to to win that, it really doesn't mean much. I mean, it would have made more sense in in that aspect of it for uh, Lesnar to win at Survivor Series and then then chuck each other out of the Rumble, then have the blow-off match at Mania. Would that not have been the smarter route to go? Well, maybe they're going. Well, maybe they're going down the route of making Lesnar try to make Lesnar look like a monster again. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So you know he lost quite decisively at, at Survivor Series, and that was more of a marquee match. It wasn't really. It caught everyone off guard. It caught everyone by surprise. No one saw that coming. Uh, <coughs> How could a 50-year-old guy possibly be Brock Lesnar? But, um, yeah, he won. And, you know, now Brock Lesnar's out for revenge. So it kind of makes sense to have Lesnar chuck Goldberg out of the uh, Royal Rumble match and they'll have a, a rematch at WrestleMania. I just hope they don't bring Austin in as the special guest referee. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll get a repeat of that. But, well, right, you never know. If Austin does make an appearance, it just tends to be a short appearance. Ah, uh, so we've had a look at who the Undertaker and Goldberg might fight. Who? Yep. What? What other matches can you see transpiring? Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to have Finn Balor back before WrestleMania. I bloody hope so. He's sort of, as far as I'm aware, he's he's, he's still on target to be back on on time. I think they gave us six months recovery period so it's been nearly six months so he's got time to be back for uh, for Wrestlemania and uh, I can I can see him having a match against Kevin Owens that would be good <coughs> just because you know Finn Balor never lost a title he had to relinquish it Kevin Owens is obviously now the champion so Finn Balor is already a, a shoe-in for, for a championship match. See, that's interesting. So I think Kevin Owens has done a really good job with the title and also deserves to have the title. So, I mean, if he was to wrestle Finn Balor, do you see him getting the belt at Mania or perhaps have them having a mini feud or... I don't know. What, what Finn Balor getting the title? Yeah. Yeah, I, I see him winning it. I think... Uh, feel-good moment sort of thing, isn't he? You know, he, he got injured, he was the first Universal Champion, he had to relinquish it the next night because he injured himself, and then um, he comes back, makes a comeback, 
and he wins the championship. So it's kind of like a, it'd be a feel-good moment. Yep, no, I agree. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Finn Balor, so... Which will make me sort of think that a SmackDown competitor's gonna win the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder what they're going to do with that. I mean, who, who would who from SmackDown can wrestle AJ Styles now? They've done him v Dean Ambrose to death. And, yeah, and, and if you say James Ellsworth... Yeah, I think, they've, yeah, that, I think that character's run its course. Um, but yeah, because you've already got AJ Styles, he's going to face John Cena at the Royal Rumble. Now, do you see Cena winning the belt there? Because if he does win it, he ties Ric Flair for 16 World Championships. Yeah, and don't forget the Royal Rumble's going to be at the Alamo Dome, so it's going to be a massive show. Yeah. Don't forget it's going to be nearly as big as WrestleMania because it's going to be about 60,000 people in there. The Alamo Dome is a bit of a beast of an arena, I must admit. Yeah, it's not so much a stadium, is it? It's more of just a really big arena. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what they use it for, actually. I'm not sure if it's a basketball arena or anything, but... It's got to be something like that, yeah. I know it's the 20th anniversary since they went there last. I can't remember if it's the 30th or a rumble. Probably is. Um, I will just check my sources now. But I don't know, if Cena wins the title at the World Rumble, then that will free up AJ Styles to face The Undertaker. See, see the, um, my opinion of how to use The Undertaker at WrestleMania is to have The Undertaker be Finn Balor. Um, because I just... <sighs> I just think Demon Finn Balor v The Undertaker has some sort of weird ring to it. Um, it's got it's a big selling point. Uh, I don't know if they'd have to work that as an interpromotional match. Uh, Finn Balor's on Raw and Undertaker's on SmackDown. Yeah, well, it's Mania, so they can switch and do anything they like with it, really, can't they? <laughs> I suppose so, but I think for me, if you do too many interpersonal matches, even if it is WrestleMania, this uh, this far into the brand split, I think it just it, it cheapens the, uh, the the gimmick really because uh, it just it, it shows that it's not really a proper brand split. They've got to take it seriously and they've got to keep them separate. So I don't know if they will do. Uh, Finn Balor versus Undertaker, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be complaining if they go that way. No, neither would I. I mean, I'd love to see AJV Finn Balor, but um, that that's that's another thing altogether. Um, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, should I, it turns out that the Royal Rumble this year is the thirtieth Royal Rumble. Right. So that'd be why they're at the Alamo Dome. Oh yeah, because anyway. the, the very first one was there, wasn't it? I'm trying to think who won the last. I think it was Austin that won the tw- one 20 years ago. Yeah, he won it in 97 and 98 and 2001. Oh. Which I think that's... 2001, I think, is still one of the best Royal Rumble matches. 2001? Yeah, one of the best matches. Not the rest of the event, but one of the best Royal Rumble matches. <sighs> yeah, yeah. 
flies under the radar, but I still think it's one of the best ones. Oh, I can't remember what happened. Oh, you should watch it again. It's, it's one of the best ones. That's the one where Kane set the record. Well, not anymore because Roman Reigns beat it. But oh, the yeah, yeah. Eliminations in one Royal Rumble match. I think he eliminated 11. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he eliminated Taz in like 10 seconds. And Drew Carey was in that one as well. Oh, good grief. Yeah, I know which one you're on about. Yeah. That was a good show. I like that one. Oh, you bloody would. Um, so, I mean, what other matches are we looking at for Mania? If it's going to go on for five hours, it's going to have to be pretty packed with something. I mean... Probably. He's only going to kick up show. So that's probably some shit matches on there. <laughs> yeah, go uh, on. He'll have some... Uh... Not to get your going, so you've got to watch it all. Mm. I don't. <laughs> if it's anything else like an American arena or a stadium, there'll be plenty of food options. Oh, yeah, overpriced food options. No, not in America. It's not England, mate. Are you sure about that? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, I'm a man that knows about food, young man. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, for Romania, I think we're going to get top matches obviously I think going to be obviously Undertaker's going to be in a, in a big match who well who's going to be against it? I think it's quite good that even there's a lot of options I normally you go you go last like particularly like last year no one's like oh who's, who's the Undertaker going to wrestle and it turned out to be Shane McMahon probably um, end up being Roman Reigns or something uh, it could still be a decent match but um Hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with Roman Reigns. Well, I think they should fire him personally, but that's that's my opinion. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I don't think he's as bad as that. But no, but I think he should be sweeping the floor somewhere. <laughs> what is it about Roman Reigns and that, that people hate so much? I don't know. I think he's just been stuffed down everyone's throat so much that like everyone just doesn't like him. Matches, so I mean, his personality leaves a lot to be desired. You know, he's supposed to be a good guy, but he's not really likable. He's um, not. He's not a guy. He's not the B guy. He's the guy, apparently. Wasn't the it? guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bit of a shit line that they fed him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just people don't believe what he has to say when he, when he cuts a promo. Now, after uh, UFC two hundred seven this week. Yes. Uh, young Miss Ronda Rousey lost her fight. Now, she didn't just lose it, she got knocked the fuck out. In 48 seconds. Now, yeah. after uh, her appearance at the San Francisco WrestleMania, and there was talk a while back of her appearing at WrestleMania, now that she's lost and pretty much done with UFC by the looks, do we do we imagine Ronda Rousey's going to turn up at WrestleMania? Uh, I don't think we're going to see her this year. I think it's too soon after her defeat that she's going to be a bit... Well, I think she's taken it a bit better than she did last time. True. Uh, mm. I don't think... I don't think she'd be making any kind of formal appearance at WrestleMania this year. Maybe next year, I think. You hope? 
but you pervert. <laughs> but um, I don't see her making a formal appearance this year. Fair enough. Oh, I don't know. I still, I've still got a, a lingering feeling that she might turn up. Well, I mean, she, she's still under contract with the UFC. She hasn't officially announced her retirement. Whether she will or not, she still can go. You know, so she may still have another fight in her. So, uh, <coughs> hard to say. I don't. I don't know. I don't see it happening this year. Well, I, 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 she may do another appearance like she did when she did with The Rock back in San Francisco. So. We'll see. Yeah, I think that's when... Don't forget, that's when she still had that halo over her. She was still undefeated at the time. Yeah, I, I, I still think if she turned up in WWE that, like, she would have a bit of a presence about her because at the end of the day, she can still kick someone's rear end, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. WWE, she can still win fights. She's just had a, two bad fights. She's, uh... I don't know. I don't really know what's happened with her. I don't really follow MMA much. Uh, no one, everyone knows of Ronda Rousey. I mean, that's what she's done for MMA. You know, even if you don't watch it, everyone's heard of her. Um, but who knows what she's got? I think she's expressed an interest in it. But I think she's also doing movies and things like that. So uh, who, who knows? I, I really, really can't say. I'm not an expert. Well, I think it'd be interesting if she does turn up. I mean, especially uh, in Orlando. So, yeah, fair enough. And especially since I'm going to be there, so that'd be even better. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe wish, wish, wishful thinking on your part. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I, I, I mean, there's, there's not many wrestlers I haven't seen live, and seeing Ronda Rousey on top of all that would be amazing. Well, uh, so perhaps, she, that's still on the cards. perhaps she could do a special referee gimmick. Uh, her her referee in Charlotte and Sasha for the one thousandth time women's yeah, title change. I would hope. I would rather them not do that again. But I would like to see Bailey get her WrestleMania chance because last year. It was Sasha Banks, it was Charlotte, it was Becky Lynch. And she had to sit on the sidelines and watch them wrestle. So I think it's her chance to, to get her moment. Fair enough. I mean, she since she's come up from NXT, she's not been really given a chance. I mean, no, she, they've not had any for her, she, really. And, we, and if you think about it, I mean, the women's division is not exactly packed with women. So... Well, it's not a case of that. They do have enough women on there. They just... They don't seem to be able to have more than one storyline going at a, t- at a single time. I mean, they've, they've got enough there. They've got Nia Jax. They've got Bailey. They've got Charlotte. They've got Charlotte Banks. They, Charlotte Banks? Charlotte. Who's Charlotte Banks? Banks? <laughs> Do you know what? They, they've wrestled so many times that they've just become one person in my mind. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're <laughs> saying that they've become one person? They've become one person in my mind because they wrestle so many times. That sounds dodgy. Um, you've got, yeah, you've got Nia Jax, you've got Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Bailey, 
uh, Alicia Fox, I think. I mean, that's the thing. They've, they've got more on there, but you couldn't really off the top of your head say because they don't use them. No, that is true. I mean... So they've got enough to use, but they only tend to focus on the championship. They don't have any other storylines going at the same time. But to be fair, Barry, Raw only does go on for three hours. Yeah, so they've got plenty of time to do it. Well, no, I don't know. They've got to get their 12, 13 interview segments in, so... Well, that's true. They've got to, they've got to start the show with a 20-minute promo. That goes nowhere. I can't say I've watched Raw for a long time. I haven't watched Raw in probably six months. Oh, OK. That's <laughs> quite a long time ago. Well, I watched bits and pieces, but with the advent of YouTube and stuff you can pretty much find any bits you want to watch on there so <laughs> well i just tend to stick with the pay-per-views you know you get a decent wrestling show rather than the um what's a wrestling show barry i thought it was an uh, entertainment show oh sorry yeah the sports res- uh, sports wrestling entertainment i had to call it no you're not allowed um, to call it wrestling oh christ they, uh, well, it's called world wrestling entertainment but never mind um, yeah i know yeah. but you've got I'd probably say Charlotte and uh, Bailey at WrestleMania, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it's a good shout, but I can still see it being Sasha Banks and Charlotte with some awful stipulation or something or other, and Ric Flair getting involved. And well, from what I've heard is, is you know, Vince McMahon is a little bit reluctant to to stick the belt on Sasha Banks for too long because uh, he feels she's a bit injury prone. Really? But she has got a lot of injuries. Okay, I didn't know this. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I heard. Not so long ago that he's a bit worried about putting the belt on her for too long because she's injury injury prone. So obviously, what they've been doing, they put the belt on Charlotte, uh, Sasha Banks on the Raw, and then Charlotte wins it back at the next pay per view. It just goes, it just rinses like a, you know, rinse and repeat, really. But if if they're worried about her getting injured, why do they keep putting her in there with Charlotte? Uh, I don't know. That's weird. Bailey's not ready for it. Wow. Dozy comes to mind when you describe the women's division on Raw, but a little bit. I mean, it's it's it's, it's getting better, better than what it once was. I mean, as far as the match quality is going. But, but as far as as far as storyline, don't get me don't get me wrong. Charlotte's probably one of the best heels on Raw. Yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, uh, with Paige seemingly gone now, I don't know where she's actually gone. She's but... gone with. I think she's fucked up. She's fucking idiot. Really? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if it's, that's the case, but she seems to have. I don't know. She hurt her neck, and then uh, there was talk last week that she'd actually been released. And I don't know. I mean, she was so promising when she was on the UK scene over here. And well, now you she... know, she got, she got suspended for a violation, and then she, apparently she was injured off it as well at the same time. She came back off her suspension, but she never made an appearance because she was technically still injured. She, I think she had a shoulder injury, and then she got suspended again. So I think she might still be under suspension. But she's using this time to sort of follow around her man wherever he goes. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people think that she's sort of messing her WWE career up. I don't think she's messing it up in, 
as a whole, but as far as her career in the WWE, I think she's kind of making a lot of the wrong choices. Yeah, no, I agree. But, I don't know. It seems a shame because she had so much potential when she was wrestling over here when she was younger. And since she's been in WWE, she's, you know, she's held the belt a couple of times, but she's never really done anything outstanding. So, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I just think it's a bit of a shame, to be honest. She started off hot and then she sort of dropped off a bit. Well, no, she's still hot. She's still hot, but you know know what I mean. Mm. But, But, um... I think I think the WWE dropped the ball with her really rather than her dropping it herself. I'm sure there's a pun in there somewhere, but we'll leave that for later. Um, so yeah, I mean WrestleMania is going to be an odd one. I'm going to be there. Um, I was looking at my travel details the other day because I'm getting a bus there, and apparently we're getting there for half past two, um, and the show doesn't start till seven. That's a long fucking wait man to start. Well, apparently you can sit there and watch the pre-show and there's going to be things to do. And I was like, oh. So, um, yeah, I may I not like, go to Mania. I like in... showing up too early. I mean, like... Well, there's a, the, the bus is, uh, it takes you straight there and takes you straight back to wherever you've come from. So, I mean, I can't really complain, but. No, it should be, it should be fun. I don't think you'd just be standing around for that amount of time. There's plenty of stuff to do. Yeah, uh... we'll see. Just go to one of their restaurants and just eat like loads of food. Yeah, well, it's not a bad idea actually. There's a, there's spend, a... spend, spend like all your money on, on one meal or something. <laughs> this <laughs> like isn't. Do. This isn't. Yeah, they want to say this is not an afternoon out with you. Um. So where else have we got cracking? I mean, uh, we got the Rumble this month. They've announced Cena and AJ. What else have we got for that? Um, it's about a month away, isn't it? Yeah, I don't even know. I guess it's the second of January. The Royal Rumble's on the twenty-eighth, I think it is. It's on a Saturday, is it? Twenty-ninth, man. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know every. I don't. I don't know exactly what day each date is. God. Rubbish. Keep talking, mate. I've just got to go and do something. Okay. Fucking hell. Talk. I'm talking. God damn it. Uh, we've got, yeah, we've got the Royal Rumble, uh, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar are the only ones announced at the moment. And then we've got Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Uh, with a stipulation, Chris Jericho will be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Now, didn't they just do that on NXT? <laughs> Yes, and they've also used it on episode Raw recently as well. Um, coincidentally enough, they've been advertising the uh, that shark cage as a toy. Really? Yes, so I kind of think that maybe they've just started inventing that gimmick to ship some toys. No. This, I is, this is like you know, TNA and Suicide I, all over again. <coughs> oh, the, the, uh, what was it, the Asylum thing? What was that match? 
No, when they brought Suicide into TNA just because they put him in the video game. Good old TJP. Uh, and then we've also got AJ Styles versus John Cena. Ooh. Uh, Cena made his big return to SmackDown Live this past week and booked himself into a total match at this show because, quite literally, he's John Cena and he can do that. Uh, <laughs> and to be fair... Have you seen, have you seen the, uh, this uh, little video that someone posted? I think it was on Hillbrook. No. And it's a... They showed a bit of his promo, said, I'm just, I'm the number one contender and all that. Right. Uh, and people ask me, if I'm like, uh, people ask me, how can I do that? He goes, well, I just can. And they showed this little clip from uh, Friends with Rachel saying, uh, oh, shit, that's just like me saying I live at the gym and that, uh, I live at the zoo and now I'm a koala bear. <laughs> it's sort of just stupid. It makes no sense how he can do that. But there you go. Never mind. Yeah, but I mean... Uh... <laughs> I mean, from the sounds of it, Cena's not going to be around for much longer doing a full-time schedule, because... Yeah, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't actually been full-time for a while, has he? I don't think he's been full-time for about the last few years or so, has he? No, he's been off making movies and TV shows and things like that, so... I think he'll win the match. So, who knows? Really? I think he will, yeah. Ah, that's good, because then it sets up AJV The Undertaker, which is uh, all good with me. Well, it doesn't set it up, but I would imagine that's where they'll go with that if they do. But I think, like, if that, if their match is anywhere as good as their match at SummerSlam, I think it's going to be uh, a show stealer. I think, yeah, it could easily be the best match on the card. I don't think you're going to get that from Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. As great as Kevin Owens is, just Roman Reigns. I don't, I don't think Kevin Owens can elevate Roman Reigns as. as much as AJ Styles did. But, didn't they just do that roadblock last month? <coughs> yes, it's a rematch. Oh, wonderful. Well, it doesn't make sense how Roman Reigns can get another rematch when he lost his first championship match, but there you go, what does logic got to do with it? Well, this is true, this is WWE booking to a T, so I mean... 50-50 booking, that's what they love. Yes, but they must look at... I, I know they plan what's going to happen a few months in advance, but they must look at the pay-per-view buy rates and see, oh, that one's not been so good. Perhaps we could change it instead of just going ahead anyway and ploughing on to do it another four or five pay-per-views. Well, it's hard to tell because their buy rates are going to be down because of the WWE Network. Well, I know they uh, still get buy rates from uh, they, Sky they, and stuff like that. They still get buy rates because they still obviously do it on pay-per-view. And that's why they still advertise the network during pay-per-views because... I know a lot of people say, oh, so says, why are you advertising the WWE Network? Because we're watching it on the WWE Network. And it's like, well, there's still a lot of people that don't buy it. Well, yeah, and um, in some countries they don't have the network yet. No, but like, it kind of makes, it, it does that, it sort of seems silly when you're in, if you're in America and you're still paying, what, $60 or whatever it is for a pay-per-view where you can just pay 10 bucks and you can just watch the show and then you can cancel your subscription right away if you wanted to. No, that's fair enough. I mean, uh, I, I I don't think I've I think I watched Survivor. Yeah, I watched Survivor series, but I only watched the big four. I don't watch any of the others. Uh, I watch them all, but uh, I don't sort of I don't bother watching them live. It makes doesn't really enhance the show to me, um, and some don't really jump out at me, so I might not watch them straight away. But it's always there. 
I'll always watch it before the next one comes around. Uh, Roadblock, I didn't enjoy too much, so I didn't really pay too much attention to it. But SmackDown, the TV show, has a better viewing audience as a whole anyway. Yeah, they're more consistent. I mean, they only have a two-hour show. Well, I say only a two-hour show when that's how long it should be. Um, they don't have as much depth on the roster. Um, but they deliver consistently good shows. So I think SmackDown at the minute is the... I think they're going... To, I think they're being the worker brand like they were years ago when they first did the brand split. Back in the day, back in whenever that was. Yeah, back in the day when they had the worker brand, you know, you had, well, you had the main four, didn't you? Chris Benoit, Whoa, 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 whoa. Too soon. Well, what was that? Well, I said, did I say as well, man? <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> Chris Benoit, Ray Mysterio, Oh, dear. And who was the other one? Perry Satin. No. Dean Malenko. I'm not talking about the bloody radicals. Edge. Edge, that's the one. There you go. Quiz team. Um, yeah, well, they had them guys. I think they're going back to the... It's been the workers' show. That's the wrestling show. Whereas Raw yeah. is the three-hour entertainment show that might have some wrestling breakout every so often, yeah? Well, I think that the entertainment show has to be entertaining. This so is true. Kind of, you know, just, <clears throat> when WWE tried to be funny... It just comes off as cringeworthy. I think I think WWE is way too scripted. I yeah. think if I think if you let the wrestlers just do their own promos and let them just get on with it, you would get a much better product as a whole. But because Vincent Mann is just a freaking control freak, um, you're not going to get that. Yeah, he, he wants to control every every single aspect of what's happening, so it's overly scripted. You don't believe a word that they're saying because it seems stilted. They seem like they're reading out of the script because they are. But the other day, didn't Dolph Ziggler forget what he was going to say on SmackDown and stood there just umming and ahhing at the camera, which doesn't look good. I didn't see it. I didn't even hear it. That's the first I heard about it. But it's, it doesn't surprise you because the promos are so heavily scripted everything's controlled that when they do fluff up their lines they can't improvise well this, I, think, this... I, I think that's a skill that's that it's a lost art form because uh, you know <clears throat> you should be able to go and cut a promo without every single word of dialogue being written for you well exactly and i mean um i think because when, <laughs> when goldberg came back they just gave him a script they gave him bullet points yeah and, they, and you tend to get the best promos out of that if you look, <coughs> the most recent example, it wasn't even on an, a proper episode, it was on Talking Smack uh, with The Miz. <laughs> Do you, have you heard about this one? Um, is this the one where the, the Miz punked out Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Well, basically, I, I, sort of, I suggest that you should see it because... Um, <coughs> Essentially, it came across more of like a shoot promo. It probably wasn't an actual shoot, like a work shoot. But it was quite obvious that it wasn't scripted because um, he believed every word that he said. He 
had so much passion behind every word because I think Daniel Bryan said to him that he's a coward. And I don't think, I'm not sure that was a scripted moment, but that's the thing. <clears throat> it was so good that you're not sure if it was an actual real moment or if it was just a, a promo. It's just hard to tell. And those are the best type of promos where you're not sure. It feels like they're, they're talking from their heart rather than from a piece of paper. Well, it's like uh, when CM Punk cut that promo in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that created a lot of buzz too. And I think a lot of people respected The Miz for it because Daniel Bryan called him out and said he was a coward. He said he wrestled like a coward. And um, The Miz just went absolutely off on one. So, and, you go on. So, uh, you, just, uh, you just believe every single word that he said because he said it with such passion and... Uh, conviction that you believed that every word that coming out of his mouth was coming from him and not from a writer. So, do you think with the, since the brand split? I mean, I personally think that AJ Styles has been the MVP for SmackDown, but I think I, I, I think he's been the MVP for, for <laughs> WWE as a whole. Wow, but do you think the Miz is kind of the other MVP? I mean, if you. Can, in sports, you have an MVP. Well, in American sports, do yeah. you think that if if they were to have a vote, those is would be the two the people? Is that like the equivalent of a man of a match? Uh, no, well, the the NFL, it's more like the season. It's more like the MVP of the season. Oh, okay, right, okay, great. And they have an MVP of the Super Bowl. But do you think if you was to put two people forward from SmackDown, that Miz and AJ would be the two you would put forward? Yeah, I think you would get. Uh, I think AJ Styles would be the MVP, and then the Miz would be like an honourable mention. Um, you know, I think the Miz is so underrated. I think he's. I think he's very good at what he does, and I think he's sort of starting to show it now. So I, I think, yeah, he, he's done brilliant with the with the IC title. I think he's definitely elevated it back to where it was back in like the 80s and 90s where it was like the worker title where yeah. like people like the Honky Tonk Man, Razor Ramon, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, all them guys that before they became world champions and big names, they all had the belt for a, a really long time and gave it some real power behind it. I mean, Mr. Perfect, when he had the title, you knew that when he went to the ring with the IC title that you were going to get a really good match. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's done great. I like what he's done with the IC title. I like the little thing he's doing at the minute where, especially on social media, he's doing it mostly. He's, he's putting a little sticker, a little notch on the belt every day that he's successfully uh, held the title, uh, regardless if there's a show on there or not. But... <laughs> Every single day that he's held the championship, he's put a little sticker on it, a little WWE sticker, and uh, it, it just goes to show how much that means to be the champion. Um, he's not a cowardly heel. I don't mean he can be at times, but you know he's not afraid of a, a challenge. He thinks he's the best there is. Um, he, having his wife out there adds a lot to it as well. I think he's a really good. I think he's proving all his his critics uh, wrong. No, nope, I'll definitely give you that. I mean, the, uh, and I mean, you have to understand. I think that SmackDown is probably the better brand because 
we've we've sat here and spoke about WrestleMania, and now we've just sat and talked about SmackDown for fifteen minutes. Uh, whereas on Raw, you've really only got the women's title and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. I mean, what else is going on on Raw? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I know the I know the New Day just set the new tag team record for consecutive days and beat Demolition's record, but I mean, apart from that, I mean, what is really happening on Raw? on there like Enzo and Cass you've got Gallows and Anderson um, you've got Epico and Primo whatever their gimmick name is these days so they drop it to a tag team that seems a bit makeshift I mean don't get me wrong Cesaro and Sheamus are wonderful but like I think they totally missed the boat with Enzo and Cass's popularity I think yeah I, I think so I think they, they kind of split them up a little bit that is very true and I mean I, I understand because Cass he may not be grand on the mic but he's uh, he's definitely good in the ring and like for a seven foot guy he, he definitely can move so yeah but they work as a really good big man and little man tag team Enzo gets beat up Cass comes in and saves the day yeah pretty much and it's pretty formulaic but it, it, it's good to watch and I think I don't think they have to him up, but they're just not using him as a tag team right now. And I think that's just a shame, because right now, they're making Enzo Amore look like a, a bit of an idiot with their rivalry in, in uh, uh, against Rusev. I don't, yeah, I don't quite get that myself, but okay. You know, but Enzo Amore, he's constantly hitting on Lana, who's a married woman. You know, he's supposed to be a good guy, and this is making him out to be a creep. Yeah, see, I think they've totally missed the boat on putting the belts on them on making any sort of push with them and I just I don't know it just feels like they've missed a beat there somewhere and also to a certain extent on Gallows and Anderson they've brought them in from New Japan where they were the most dominant tag team for two or three years and they came in with a lot of steam behind them they were mentioning that they were New Japan tag team champions and all the rest of it and now they just seem sort of to be there they're not like prevalent they're not I mean, they had a bit of a thing with the New Day, but they're not really done much since, and it just, they just seem to be there, if you see what I mean. Like, I think it would, they would have done better to keep either put them two with Bala or put them two with AJ, well, keep them with AJ, and just done like a group or something, because otherwise they're just there on their own. Yeah, I think they missed the boat with uh, forming, you know, the Bullet Club on the WWE. I think they missed the trick there. Um, but they obviously decided not to go down that route. Um, so, you know, whatever, we can sort of can, can forget about that now. But I think with, as far as Anton and Gallows goes, I mean, once again, they've fucked up with Gallows. Um, Carl Anson obviously never been there before, but <clears throat> it's not too late, but they've just not been utilised at all. They've been made to look more like a comedy act at times as far as the people that they're, they're having matches with and just throw throwaway matches. So, you know, they, have, they could add a lot to the tag team division, but they're just not being 
used very well. And I mean, Gallows was there before and did all the straight edge society stuff and was made to look a joke then. I mean, yeah. I, I hear that he goes down really well backstage. He's funny. He's really good, knowledgeable on the product. Like he suggests things for matches and stuff. But again, it seems like they've just oh let's get Gallows back. He's doing well, and then oh let's not use him, which. I think as a whole is what they do with certain talent. Oh, they're yeah. really big on the indies, but we don't want them doing that. We'll have them and not do anything with them. And th- that's a bit of a worry when they sign all the guys off from like over here or the US, that they're going to take them to America and then not use them. I mean, they've got Tommy End in NXT and he's still not debuted. Um, that worries me slightly. Um, they had Sammy Callahan, who's one of the best workers going and didn't do anything with him uh, as such and they gave him about 10 15 different gimmicks and he couldn't every time he started to get one over they changed it they um drew galloway who went to wwe and cut since he's been out of wwe has been on fire everywhere he goes he can have a match with a broomstick and it'd still be more entertaining than any match on a tna show so there's certain talents they've had or they have they've not done anything with and I just fear that's probably what is going to happen with Gallows and Anderson uh, yeah I think it's sort of starting to happen already I think maybe what they're doing is waiting until they call up the next bunch of NXT guys after Wrestlemania before they bring Tommy End and, and all the others on so you know they've got to make room for them on NXT <coughs> so maybe that's why they've not de- debuted yet Maybe they're just appearing on the house shows or something like that. I was uh, I was watching NXT the other day actually, and uh, I see Alexander Wolfs on there. He used to be Axeman in WXW in Germany, and um, right. he he's tagging with Sawyer Fulton, who looks an absolute animal, but he wasn't at the tapings for some reason, and they've now formed Demo in seemingly into sanity, and I'm just wondering if they're gonna put Demo and. Alexander Wolf together and get rid of Fulton and I don't quite see why unless Fulton was injured or something like that but there wasn't seem to be any mention of him hmm. I don't know I mean maybe they're trying to uh, <coughs> they're trying to do something with the tag team division right now so, so maybe that's sort of why you know put them into a tag team and then so they get known as a tag team uh, uh, I don't really know what they're really planning on them. It sort of seems a bit random at times what they're doing. So if 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 you were going to call up, I'll say five people from NXT to WWE after WrestleMania, who would your five be? Uh, the Revival. Yeah. That'll be the top of the list. Um, Asuka. Yeah. Sure, what their plan is, but I would like to see Samoa Joe come up. Yeah. Um, obviously, need to boost their main event scene in NXT. Um, and <coughs> I don't really know what they're doing with Austin Aries, they've sort of forgotten about him. He's injured. Oh, okay, that's be why he's a commentator at the minute. He's, he's out for nine months, I can't remember what he's done, but he's out for nine months. Is that because of the kick to the face? No, I think he got injured again. But I might be wrong, but I think that's why. Oh, it. okay. Um, so obviously not a scenario. Um, yeah, my mind's gone blank now. 
Well, I, I did wonder if you were going to say him, but I didn't want to sort of uh, prompt, but... I, I think if they bring up Nakamura, they've got to leave Joe there for a while. Yeah, I mean... It, I want to ask you two more questions. If uh, Do you think if they bring up Ty Dillinger to the main roster, he's got the whole 10 thing and the crowd chanting that in NXT, do you think that would get over on the main roster to where he would get a quite a good spot straight off? No. Uh, no. I just uh, look at Tyler Breeze. Is he still Fandango. on the main roster? Is he? Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the roster for about a year now. Well, I knew he was on there, but I didn't know. I hadn't seen him do anything of note, so I was a bit. Yeah, he was. He was tag teaming the Fandango. Oh, that's why then. And yeah, uh, the Ty because obviously Ty Dillinger has sort of been. He's got a good gimmick in NXT. It could work on the main roster if he's allowed the time to get it over. And they, even with three hours on Raw, they just tend to not get that time to shine. No, yeah. Um, I agree with you about Tyler Breeze because he was really good on NXT and he was in the main event scene for a very long time there. Yeah. And, and I think he was in NXT as a whole for a long time. And he was in FCW as well, so he's been there a while. But um, what yeah, do you... I think they sort of, I think they put him up there just to sort of, it's kind of like a reward for his hard work. But they didn't really have anything proper for him, so he's gone up to WWE, but he's sort of floundering a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't think he'd ever be like a main event guy, but he could have been a really good mid card guy. Uh, not even that. He, he's a good wrestler, but in, when if you're in WWE. I don't think you necessarily have to be a good wrestler. You just have to be good at entertaining. Yeah, that is true. Um, I mean on the main roster. Yeah, I think unfortunately his gimmick comes off a little bit campy with, uh, with Fandango, but not in a good way. Okay. Um, and moving on, if they bring Bobby Roode up, do you think he's going to translate well onto the main roster? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd get over. He'd get over just with that entrance music alone. I, I really think I, I know forgot about him to be honest I would have said my point bring him up no I, I think he's probably going to be uh, matey at um, takeover later this month uh, he's got Nakamura takeover uh, wherever thing he is Dallas then I imagine then what you'd have is Bobby Roode versus Nakamura and Bobby Roode wins the title and then they bring Matt Nakamura up on the night after Wrestlemania and I mean, um, I think they're going to put the belt on Bobby Roode, have him have one run with the NXT title, and then I would imagine he'll probably drop it to Ty Dillinger. Yeah. And then Bobby Roode will be up on the main roster before you know it, because much like Kevin Owens, he's already got a bit of a presence, and I think people would rather see him on the main roster than, you know, NXT, and everyone loves NXT, but like I think he'd do better being on the main roster with that gimmick, with that entrance music, so... Yeah, I, he, I don't see him being there for too long. He'd be there, I think he'll call him up around about SummerSlam time. I, that'd be glorious. It would be glorious. Oh, fuck it, that was cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, cheesy, but oh well. Yeah, I think you've got... Yeah, Bobby Roode about SummerSlam. I think Nakamura would be just after WrestleMania. 
Um, so I don't know, and I don't know what they would do with Nakamura when he goes up there. I don't know if he. That's that's the thing. Uh, now with the brand split, they've got to obviously put him on different brands. So I don't know what brand he'll go on. But I would put Nakamura on SmackDown for one reason. AJ Styles. Of course. Did I've, I'm I'm hoping that you answer yes to this question, but. Have you seen Nakamura and AJ from Wrestle Kingdom last year? Uh, not yet. I um, can't. Is it on YouTube? I've not a clue, but I watched it live, so I've not got a clue. But probably, probably is. I've not seen it yet. But uh, you need to go and find that. I and and by go and find it, I mean as soon as we finish doing this, go and find it. Or finish watching your film, then go find it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch LA Sword then. Uh, but yeah, AJ Styles and uh, Nakamura, uh, SummerSlam would be good. I, I, uh, I would actually consider flying out for that. Or they, or they could even hold off and do it at WrestleMania next year. Well, that'd be even better. Because I think you'd have to jump into it straight away. Um, no, they need to do Balor and AJ first. Well, they need to do Balor and AJ, because I don't think that's ever happened, has it? No! <laughs> it nearly happened once. Nearly happened once, but it never happened. Yeah, I can't and remember then, why, but there was a reason. But you've also got well, there's one thing no one really mentions, or well, at least I haven't seen it anyway, which I would think would be very, very good. Would be have Nakamura versus John Cena. Yeah, I I could see that. I mean, Cena is. Mr. WWE, Nakamura is, he was Mr. New Japan for a while there, I mean he was having consistently good matches, I could see no reason that wouldn't be a good match A, and B be a good draw. Also just because of the conflict of, of styles, I mean there's such polar opposites that it would be such an interesting sort of thing to see or how they would work with each other. Uh, I think cause I think John Cena can work well with anyone. He's uh, not, he's he, everyone gives him a load of grief, but like he gets, he gets a lot of shit unfairly, I think. Well, I'm going to agree with you because I think he can adapt to anyone's style. He's a, he's yeah. a good if if he's got he's in there with a flyer, he's a good base. If he's in there with a technical wrestler, he's got the moves, or he can at least take the moves, and then like. He he's got his own stuff and yes five knuckle shuffle and the fu and all the rest of it. But if you look at it, every wrestler has three to five moves that you use every match. Oh so, yeah. So I mean, why does he get picked on it for it and not everybody else? Oh yeah, I mean, they all have it. John Cena yeah has five moves. The Rock had five moves. Stone Cold had five moves. Uh, fucking even Kurt Angle's got five moves that he uses all the time. You know what I mean? All the rest have the same five moves in their repertoire that they always use in a match, but it, it's how they use it. Of and course. he knows, and he knows when to use it. Knows the right time to use it. He knows when not to use it. And he's very good at putting a match together. And it's not as easy as people saying, "Oh, he gets carried to a decent match." And I, I've always said to you, like, "I'm sorry, but." can't get carried to a five-star match like he had with CM Punk. It takes two to tango. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It wasn't just Punk in that match. Cena played a big part in it as well. No, I agree. <coughs> and I think, you know, and I think now as 
well because he's in the championship match at the Royal Rumble. I was like, oh god, same old shit again. And you go, well, can I remind you that John Cena hasn't been in the WWE Championship match in about three years? He hasn't had the belt in a while, has he? I think, yeah, uh, I'll have a look now. I can't really say, but he's not had the. Uh, I'd just like to point out because while I've while we've been sitting here talking, I remembered something I saw yesterday. Which is quite interesting that um, Kurt Angle is going back to WWE, supposedly, and it's going to be quite soon. I know he's appearing here for WCPW and Milton Keynes on the 12th of February um, at the Ice Bowl. But um, I think if he's going to come back, he may come back at, say, a Rumble spot or perhaps a match or a special guest spot at WrestleMania. So, I mean... If Kurt Angle comes back, there's one match I need to see, and it's Kurt Angle v uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh yeah, that'd be, I think, a classic. I think uh, that ring has been around for quite a few times, though, isn't it? So it's hard to say whether that's going to happen or not. But yeah, Kurt Angle versus Nakamura never happened before. Would never happen again, so I, I think as a one-off match, I think that's like that would be the hot, hot, hottest ticket in town, so so to speak. Yeah, everyone's want to go see that. I, I would definitely uh, consider venturing overseas to watch that if it was on a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, oh, going back to John, John Cena's last WWE Championship, the last championship he won was on December fifteenth, two thousand thirteen. Good grief. And I think he dropped that title. Uh, fuck it, when did he drop that? Well, he dropped it before WrestleMania because he wasn't champion at WrestleMania. So that's nearly four years. Nearly four years, yeah. So well, no, just over three because that was at the end of 2013. So yeah, just over three years since he last held the belt. So people can people got a bit of a selective memory when it comes to John Cena. I I, I definitely agree. I mean. There, there is certain points. I mean, during, during between two, well, not during between two thousand four and two thousand and ten, I believe that John Cena was the only man they really done anything with because WWE really had no competition. Yeah. But I feel with like New Japan kind of is and kind of isn't, but like, and now WWE have started to work with other promotions and they're, you know, they're being mentioned on. And they're mentioning other promotions on the network and things like that, and on commentary. That now you're getting these other stars coming in, like AJ Styles, like Shinsuke Nakamura, like Bobby Roode, like Samoa Joe. That like we, you don't necessarily have to have Cena shoved down your throat 24/7 because you've got them guys I've just mentioned. You've got Finn Balor. You've got the guys that are already there. I mean, Dolph Ziggler and The Miz seem to have had a rejuvenation of such. Uh, since the brand split especially and you've got people like Sami Zayn so I mean there's more of a I think there's more of a variety now than there was six seven years ago yeah there's, there's more certainly more types of matches that, that can happen um, obviously you know they still go with the same three matches every time but there's loads of there's a more variety of people they can uh, who can can have matches with each other to keep it fresh so <clears throat> I think as long as they try and keep it fresh it's, it's not a bad thing if they go to the same matches every now and then no that's fair enough but I mean if they're going to keep 
um, peddling Sasha Banks v Charlotte every other week or every week or every pay-per-view that that's when it starts to become a John Cena thing where everyone's like oh John Cena this well there is a reason there's usually a reason behind everyone's anger at a certain thing and I can I can see their point because I still watched in WWE religiously probably 2009 well they can um and it wasn't just because of John Cena, but I'm just saying that was one of the reasons because there wasn't much fresh talent and it was the same people every week. There wasn't they wasn't bringing anyone or making anyone different or things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think with the Charlotte and Sasha Banks, I mean, they could have fifty-fifty booking has never worked. So well, they keep doing it, and um, <clears throat> you know they could have easily done it a lot better by having Charlotte just beat the crap out of Sasha Banks all the time. And then eventually Sasha Banks gets to win. Like they and did with Tommy Dreamer and Raven in ECW. Yeah, he never beat him until the right at the end. He did, indeed. And that payoff was amazing. But instead what you get is, right, they face each other when they roar. Okay, Sasha's going to go over. All right, Sunday, Sasha Banks, Charlotte. Okay, Charlotte's going to go over next Monday. Charlotte, Sasha Banks is going to, you know, you just bloody, you know, one gets a win, the other one gets a win. It, it's trading wins never got anyone over really no no i agree i mean but i mean with all these different guys up there now i mean wrestlemania should be a spectacular card um come april the second and i mean I, I i may moan about it on and off but like i am really looking forward to it and i don't know if sitting there for eight hours is my cup of tea so hopefully they've got some uh lovely food stalls for me to visit or a merch stand for me to visit or something or other but um, yeah, stretch your legs a bit, you know, go for a walk around. Yeah, I go for a walk, or I can uh, do roly polies or something. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't forget, you know, it's an open air as well. So it'd probably be rain. raining, knowing my luck. Well, you know, we're in Florida, so. Well, this should, is true. Should be alright, but. I'll have been to nine thousand shows in the previous four days as it is, so I mean, <laughs> I might be wrestled out by then, but. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some fun with it. Right. By the end of it, you're gonna be exhausted. I'm always exhausted. Yeah, well that is true. Uh, <laughs> but I think as far as WrestleMania goes, uh, if they're gonna go for a show as long as this as it was last year, they're gonna struggle to keep people entertained until the last match. Which is why I think, um, <laughs> if they're gonna build a big match, they should do it halfway through. Not halfway through as such, but like, not make it the main main event, and put in the like the Undertaker's match at the end because everyone wants to see the Undertaker. Yeah. So I mean, if you put that match on last and say have the big title match on before that, or do the up down theory where you put one good match on, then like a breather match, then another match sort of thing, I think that would work better. I don't know. That's my opinion. That's true. I always I always feel that the championship match should still be the main event because it's the biggest title whose who's uh, title would you put as the main event though? Uh, whoever wins the Royal Rumble I think should be the main event what whoever from which brand do you mean yeah the Royal brand it is yeah whoever wins the Royal Rumble that brand's champion will then be the last match on oh okay uh, oh that's fair enough that's how I view it I think the only real times that you've had a 
main event that wasn't a championship match. Uh, you had Shawn Michaels on The Undertaker, and that's primarily because no one's going to be able to follow it, so you've had to put it on last. And because I think cause his career was on the line as well, I think that elevated the match enough for it to be the main event. But I think with everything else, nothing should be above the championship. No, I agree. And I mean, if, if it is going to be a world title match, they, they're going to have to make it an absolute stormer. I'm kind of hoping that Finn Balor comes back for Royal Rumble and perhaps wins that. I'm not sure, but... Um... I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back for a Royal Rumble. You know, it's, around, it's roughly around about the time of his when he's due back. So as long as he doesn't rush it, as long as he's ready to come back, he, he should come back. So we'll wait and see what happens on that one. Uh, I think as far as WWE goes with the WrestleMania, uh, I don't think they should be going for a seven-hour show. I think that's far too much. I think it doesn't matter how good the main event is, by that time people are going to be tired, restless, and they just want to go home. It doesn't matter how good that main event's going to be. By the end of it, you just, like, you've had enough. Well, see, the thing is, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling fans going to Orlando that are going to be doing either WrestleCon or the more the Mania convention that's going on the three previous days before Mania. Plus, you've got all the fan access stuff before Mania. And then um, there's Raw tapings at the Amway Centre on the Monday, SmackDown at the Amway Centre on the Tuesday. I mean, everyone loves wrestling. Not everyone loves wrestling, but if you love wrestling, I think there's only so much you can watch before it becomes a bit tiring. I mean, if you've got tickets to some WrestleCon stuff, then a seven-hour mania, then four hours of Raw, because they probably take something before it, and then you've got 205 and SmackDown. That's nearly 13, 14 hours of wrestling in three days, not taking into account anything else. And I just think it's way too much stuff. Yeah. I think they've basically, with the WWE Network, they're not as restricted on how long their pay-per-views can be. No. Because since the network's come around, their shows have gotten longer and longer. Because obviously back in the day they were had a time restriction. You know, obviously the infamous WCW Halloween Havoc got cut off during the main event because it ran over. And the first ECW pay per view, they only got the ending by three seconds. Yeah. So uh, just because you have that amount of time doesn't mean you need to use every last second of it. Um, but you know their timings have gotten a lot more slack because of this, this that they don't have that time restriction because it sort of seems even though they have uh, they still have them on pay-per-view but mostly watched on the on the network so I don't think they really care if it goes over runs over on uh, on pay-per-view because I think they're arguing we should just buy the network then you won't have to worry about it um, but the raw pay-per-views are still ridiculously long uh, they're about three and a half hours long. And then you've got Raw Talk straight afterwards. Uh, the SmackDown pay-per-views are not better. They're around about two and a half hours long. Which is more manageable. Do you think with um, Raw having longer pay-per-views and SmackDown having longer pay-per-views, that they have, the Raw has longer pay-per-views because um, it's a three-hour show, so they have more to then have to put on the pay-per-view? or? Well, that's the problem. They don't have Do you think, also, I was just going to bring this up, but like, I've noticed in the last few years with WrestleMania, they seem to have a lot more uh, talking segments 
uh, backstage or uh, sometimes there's a few bits and pieces in the ring. When, when WrestleMania first came about, there was perhaps one, there was a few things backstage, but like there was nothing in the ring. It was just match, 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 match. Whereas now you sort of have the long breaks and all the rest of it. Do you think because they've got no time constraints, it's sort of, they sort of slack down on the time, time they use up? I know it's an entertainment spectacular, but if it's if it's not just a wrestling show, then why do you have wrestle in the title? Uh, I think the talking segments, like you're always going to get backstage segments between each match. I think that's fine. And then you have the Hall of Fame sort of recap and the the, the announcement, uh, but they parade them at the um, on the stage. I think that's all fine. It's just when you've got the in-ring promos, which last about half an hour. You know, this isn't Raw. WrestleMania get on with the matches, you know. I think this year, this year they went straight into the matches. Also last year they went straight into the matches, uh, but they had like a promos. They didn't have a promo segment, but it was a bit with us, you know, with Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley. They had them come out. Um, and and then, WrestleMania thirty, they had Hogan, The Rock, and Austin. Yeah, that went for about that went for about half an hour. Yeah, it was a good segment. Don't get me wrong, it was a good segment, but. Yeah, your first match because you had then had to build up to it. First match didn't start until about forty-five minutes into the show. See, that's way too much. Yeah, yeah. Your first hour is taken up pretty much by that talking segment, which which didn't really say anything at all. But you know, it was still fun. I still enjoyed watching it. But you could have had another match during that time, but they didn't. Well, or they could have uh, eked out a couple of the matches that were already on the card. Yeah, they could have done that. Or you had WrestleMania 31, where you had the Stephanie McMahon and Ronda Rousey segment, which, don't get me wrong, that was very, I, I still like that. That was very good. That was very well done. If it hadn't been well done, then that would have been a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 29, I remember they bumped a match off the card at the very last second to make way for Brodus Clay to do his dance segment. <laughs> And look where Brodus Clay is now. Look where he is now. Uh, yeah, I remember they were literally on... Um, they were in the gorilla position waiting to go on, and then last second they said they'd cut the match out. So they were not in the match now. And had Bro- I can't remember if that was wrestling in 28 with Brodus Clay or 29. I think it might have been 28. Uh, 29, they cut the match for some reason. I can't remember. Something ran over. And they cut the match, and... For, for no apparent reason, because they're running over or something. Um, so you know, you want you want the matches to have enough time. You, as long as the segment's entertaining, you can, you can forgive it. But you don't want to be shortchanged by all these pointless segments. No, I agree. I mean, it's. I like watching wrestling shows where there's not so much chit chat. It's just you, you get this. I mean, uh, evolved now with Flow Slam, uh, which yeah. we will get onto eventually on sort of a bit further down the road. But like Flow Slam, they show House of Hardcore, they show Evolve, ACW from Texas, IPW from here, OTT from Ireland, and you just get the show. But they tend not to have too many, if any, talky segments, and it goes on for two and a half hours, and that's fine. I can sit there and watch a two and a half hour show in one go, perfectly happy, and remember everything of it. 
if you sit there and like you've got six hour WrestleMania plus all the pre-show, are you going to really remember what happened? No, not really. I think you know, if you're if you're looking for just a pure wrestling show, and obviously WWE's not really the place you'd want to go for it. You've got to go elsewhere. Luckily, there are other other options available. So, you know, if you don't like it, you can always throw always something else to watch. Um, but these talking segments seem to be padding out the show a little bit too much, and they have nothing of any input to to the show. And as far as I said, WrestleMania should be the end of feuds. Yes. Not uh, not uh, just one match within that feud. It should be the blow off of, of that particular feud or the start up of a new one. No, I agree. I mean. Um... WrestleMania always used to be the end of the feud, and then the the new feuds sort of started on the Raw the night after. Well, WrestleMania, WrestleMania always used to be the you know you have WrestleMania, and then the next night is when they hit the reset button and they start all over again. It used to be like essentially their season finale. Yeah. And it's not that anymore. It's just just another, albeit a better show. But it's just another show on, on the calendar, so it kind of sometimes is bit, sometimes it's a bit meaningless. Nothing really of interest happens. No, that is very true. I mean, last year we had some good moments, but nothing really of consequence actually happened. I'm trying to think what happened because I I was watching it at uh, my friend Jeremy's house because uh, I went to ICW at the Barrowlands for Barrowmania, and then I watched WrestleMania at his house. And I remember sitting there, and it went on for hours and hours. And see, I see it. That that was my point from just now. Like, if because the show is so long, can you remember actually what happened? Well, with the Shane McMahon versus Undertaker match. Oh God, yeah, that was on there. Stipulation of that match was if Shane McMahon won, he would get control of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Whereas if he lost, then he would have to leave. So he left, but he ended up getting control of Raw anyway. He lost, but he ended up getting control of Raw anyway. Uh, Raw anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of well, what's the point of that stipulation if you just got to ignore it? I thought he ran SmackDown. He's running SmackDown now. Oh right. But after, after that WrestleMania, uh, they kind of like for the next few shows, Shane McMahon was in charge. Because I think he, when he came back, he was so popular. They just capitalised on it anyway. Yeah, so in a way, they kind of, they, uh, well, they backed, backed themselves into a corner. Because it was so popular, but there's no way he could win against The Undertaker. But it just, it goes, you know, if you're going to have a gimmick or a stipulation, you have to be prepared to follow through with it. By which WWE, WWE aren't, as we know. Well, it used to be something that TNA and WCW used to do a lot. And how WWE are doing too. Well, I I think with I think with wrestling today, I think all the wrestling fans have such a short memory that like that hopefully they'll forget in six months and we can do it all again. Well the problem is, right, people are too quick to moan about it. I mean we're moaning about it a lot. You can say we're we you can say we're moaning about it a lot now, but people are too quick to moan about it. 
and I'd say, oh, I'm just not going to watch anymore. But then each week they'll still watch. Well, that's because people need something to moan about. Exactly. But the only way to get through, like, if you don't like something, there's no point whining at them on Twitter or anything like that. The best way to get them to change their ways is to stop watching. Their rating goes and they've got they, they'll, they'll then realise that what they're doing isn't working. And they'll have to find a way of changing. It's kind of like, um, compare it to video games now. Um, you know, right now, all these video games, you buy them and then they're expecting you to pay extra for all these downloadable content. They don't give you the full game. You buy the game and then you have to buy extra stuff on top of it to be able to complete the game. And then the game ends up costing you £100. Yeah, so what, what people are doing now is they're just not buying the game anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I just... so what happens is that now, now the game developers have to stop doing that because no one's buying their game because they're trying to screw them over. Same with the WWE. If people aren't happy with the product that you're getting, stop watching it. And if enough people stop watching it, they'll have to change. No, I agree with that. But on this subject, Barry, we're going to have to end it because we've been going for an hour and 33 minutes. Um, uh, it's a very long one and so is this podcast episode so I think we'll wrap it up now and we can definitely touch this subject again because I had four subjects down for this show and it's branched out from one so (laughs) we've done very well Um, we only covered one topic we covered one topic that I had written down Uh, the the other three are left away okay well at least you've got three other shows you can do uh, indeed, and um, so I think it more than makes up for the one that we. Uh, well, my, it wasn't really my fault yesterday, but again, uh, the one I ballsed up yesterday, and the fact that you had to part with me for half an hour on my own yesterday, uh, I think this more than makes up for it because we've uh, we've discussed a lot, we've covered a lot, so I think we've done quite well. Yeah, it's been good. Hopefully, it turns out well this time. We can people can listen to it. I, I, I think this is much better than the one that no one's going to get to hear. But oh, good, good. Well, as long as, as long as one person listens to it, then it's all it's been a success. Well, we, we actually have one listener at the moment, which is quite oh, interesting. Okay. But I can't see who it is because it says plus one elsewhere. So uh, uh, unless, that is, unless that is your uh, listener name, that's very cool. But thank you for listening for the last 45, 50 minutes. Really appreciate that. Um, and... Uh, Hopefully it wasn't too boring, and hopefully you found some of it quite interesting. <laughs> well, you don't need to apologise for, for uh, being too boring. We've got to have confidence in ourselves. We have we have confidence in ourselves, and good, good. I think that is good. So anyway, thank you very much, Barry, for uh, spending the afternoon with me. No worries. And I will uh, speak to you in about two seconds when I press stop, and. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, visit the Facebook page at Views from Behind the Barrier. Um, we're also on SoundCloud and iTunes under the same name. Just search it out. Um, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely see you soon for another fun episode. Thank you very much. <laughs>